Welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is Nick Saka. Here to the right of me is John Miller. And we've got our, our dear friends, Anna and Denzel, the owners and founders of Sin City Smash here in Las Vegas. For those of you guys that don't know what Sin City Smash is, Sin City Smash is a recreational rage room facility here in Las Vegas dedicated to providing destruction therapy to the masses. AKA, what that means is, if you guys have ever seen those uh, those businesses where you go and you break shit and you destroy a bunch of things, you destroy TVs, laptops, televisions, um, anything and everything, and you feel really good after you do it. Like you just, it's, it's like you get your blood flowing and um, it just it's just one of those awesome experiences. So, Anna and Denzel, thank you guys for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us, guys. So, we've got to know the story. Like we've got to know, you know, why did you guys create Sin City Smash? Like, how did it originate? You know, what were you guys doing before this? And how did this all come about? All right. So it's uh, it's kind of interesting because I used to not share this story um, because I was afraid of uh, kind of like people judging me and, you know, just just being judged in general. Um, so I used to just tell them like, oh, it's just, it's just for fun or whatever. Um, but really it started uh, kind of in a dark place for me. Um, a few years ago, I actually lost my, my grandma. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so when she passed, I took it really hard. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> um, she was like my mom. She took care of us um, and I grew up with her. We shared the same room in our household. Um, and so when she passed, I took it really hard and uh, kind of fell into a, like, a like a spiraling depression uh, time. And um, I remember like hearing the news that when she passed away, I was actually in my driveway and for the first time, that's when I, like, I truly broke down. Like, I've never felt, like, regret, sadness, anger, all at once, just in a fury. And so I was, you know, like, kind of, like, beating my steering wheel and crying. And um, that was the start of, like, this kind of... The idea. Well, not the idea of it, but just... Uh, the problem. The problem. That's that yeah. It, it had, yeah. And so ever since then, I, I, you know, I just went on with my normal life, but... Um, I constantly dealt with anxiety and depression. I started to um, form different types of anxiety. Uh, it got to a point where I couldn't even answer a phone call. Um, you know, and at the time I was working in casino marketing, which all we do is uh, make phone calls. So it didn't really work out too well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, from there, it was kind of just trying different things to like, uh, kind of just keep my mind off of it and kind of get better, but uh, nothing really helped. And then I found this, um, this article that was talking about destruction therapy. So it's something that started in Spain, and it kind of piqued my interest because I was like, yeah, right, does this stuff really work? So uh, I actually tried it for the very first time, and uh, midway through my session, it was just like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And all of a sudden, it sparked like this, like I need other people to try this. I need other people to feel what I'm feeling because I can't be alone mm -hmm. in this, right? So what, what was the first thing that you did? like? And where was this place at? Was it here in Vegas or was it somewhere else? So um, it was, was actually in your backyard. Like. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, kind of. So it was, um, I would, I'd say, I guess, more in like a backyard situation. Yeah. yeah. We used to punch like, like smashing plates like, and stuff you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like hold the VHS, you know, punch it, you know, break it in half. Like, yeah. Kind of like that. I mean, a little bit different. But <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, basically we set up our own little thing and uh, we just kind of went from there. And uh, yeah, halfway through, I was like, I, 
I gotta, well, I gotta open one of these. I gotta find another place. And so there wasn't one in Vegas at the time. So we were like, let's just open one. Nice. Um, so I actually <laughs> met up with my good friends, Janet and Carl. Um, I kind of go to them for like all business advice and they, because they'll tell me straight up like, Anna, that's stupid. Or Anna, that's a great idea. And so um, we were eating tacos <laughs> and, and I was like, hey guys, what do you guys think of this? And they were You've like- You've always yeah, been entrepreneurial too. Like, you've always been looking for, you know, you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, It's like, I, I need to create something, so your mind's probably always going. Yeah, definitely. It's always going, but there was just something different about this one. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of just, um, in that time, I kind of found my purpose, I'd say. And it was to, well, my personal purpose was to help others heal. Um, but what we found is it's actually just, it's just a lot of fun, and a lot of people enjoy it. Um, so what we've provided or what we've created is a safe place for people to enjoy it, um, embrace these normal feelings of emotions like depression, sadness, anxiety. Those are all normal. Like somewhere around, you know, society told us like, no, it's not good to feel these things. Here's some drugs. It's not good to feel sad here. Have, you know, don't don't be sad or whatever, you know, but right. these are all normal things that we should feel. And so we kind of have a safe place for that to for people to experience those things. But. More, more than that, it's just a fun place to kind of bond with other people, and um, it's, it's pretty rewarding because we hear a lot of stories. Uh, so most people, like 90% of the people that come here, they come for fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's the other 10% that just share, like, their stories right after, and it's just like, whoa. Some deep shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we've had this guy that came when we first opened, right? Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget him because he just looked like a normal guy. Uh, he was, like, in his 50s. He was in town because his daughters were playing basketball. So he's in a good place, you know. His, uh, his kids are healthy. He has a, you know, his wife is, like, very loving. She's the one that told him, like, hey, you should try this place out. And at the end, uh, we used to have this mannequin in the room, and we were like, wow, he's taking a lot of notice of that mannequin. Like, he's beating that mannequin up. Hmm. And, and we're like, okay, you know, this is different. And he, when he came out, he, um, he told us that he was actually abused and assaulted, like sexually assaulted as a kid. Oh, and so he took that with him for like 40, 50 years. And so that was the first time that he got to um, kind of get that off of his chest. And, you know, and he said it was kind of like a reset button for him, which was the same for me. And I was like, OK, that's, that's awesome. You know, like <laughs> mm -hmm. so just just stories like that. Um, we've had people who've gone through like breakups and divorce or like. Y'all just saved me from going to jail. So do people come here like by themselves sometimes then? Uh, they do come here sometimes by themselves. Most of the people we have are groups, um, but we welcome everybody. Okay. It's like a judgment-free zone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we came here with the squad. Um, <laughs> and we, yeah, that was like a year ago, right? Yeah, exactly a year ago, I think. When you guys first opened, right? right? Yeah, you guys yeah. were part of our friends and family uh, yeah. day. Yeah, we wanted you guys to come by and check it out. We we're like, I need some strong dudes to come <laughs> test this out. Like, you were in our testing phase, so we were like, how long, you know, should our sessions be? What right. kind of stuff should we put in there? Yeah. So we were, you guys were like our guinea pigs, low keys. We, we did it. <laughs> we were perfectly fine with it. Like, we 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 didn't know what to expect, and but when we. We, when we got going yeah. afterwards, like, I mean, so Miller's introverted as fuck, right? Like, like, <laughs> but you should have seen, you should have seen. Less okay. so than I, than I was before, but I'll, I'll give you that. I am very, very introverted. But at, like seeing him in action, like breaking stuff, it was just like, he was having the most fun yeah. out of all of us. Yeah, I couldn't, like, I, I, like <laughs> I was like skipping people's turns and stuff to, <laughs> to, to get my hits in yeah, and coming up with, like, we're. <laughs> Doing like baseball throws You're and like, throwing no, stuff up and smashing it. And yeah, stuff. yeah, it was it was a, it was a good time. But 
like it gets the endorphins flowing. It's the yeah. same reason why we believe in working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, and afterwards, you you totally feel awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we can vouch for it's, like yeah, the, the same like the same hormonal reaction that you get from like working out. No, like when yeah, you walk out of the gym, you feel good. It's the same type of feeling and walking have, out of here. And you have all the protective gear, so I mean, you're you're sweating more. So yeah. I yeah. mean, and 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 afterwards. wearing gear is part of it too. It's like gets you hyped up, and you wearing not the. The oh, goggles stuff, yeah, and so the helmets and all that up, stuff. You know? Yeah, the, the jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you actually release the same endorphins as when you're working out. Because, you know, you're literally hammering things away, swinging, at, swinging your you know stuff for like 25 minutes. So yeah. um, you, you kind of release those same feel-good endorphins. And it's it's perfect for team building. Like, we all felt stronger. Like, yeah. I, forget, I forget what happened, but I was going through something before that. And then when we left, I was like, yeah, I feel good, you know, like. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Okay, I know exactly what it was. <laughs> That's for another, another episode. Yeah, yeah. I already talked about us. Episode 29, Turning Pain into Power. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, the wheels were like turning in my head. I was like, was that pre-breakup or post-breakup? <laughs> it was like in the gist of it. So uh, what differentiates you guys? Like, like I know there's there's – somewhat of competition there's other recreational businesses the, like axe throwing um i can't think of any other ones. and there's right other now. smash rooms and stuff too right 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 so right. what differentiates sin city smash from other smash rooms so i think the biggest thing is that we embrace um our partnerships and we love uh we actually love competition <laughs> so um it's before we were really scared of it because we were like oh you know what what if uh they do it better or you know what if what if all these what ifs um but that that didn't mean anything so now uh we have a lot of partnerships with you know different attractions like uh, the range 702 the saw escape room uh dig this which is like another activity so what we really want to do is we're here for our customers so when they come here and let's, let's say they're visiting vegas they're trying to find some new stuff like we want to make sure sh- we take care of them from like their start to finish so uh, as soon as they walk in uh, they, you know, they, we gear them up, they smash stuff, they get to hang out in our lounge area. After that, I was like, oh, what are you guys doing next? Oh, you know what? You got, have you guys ever shotguns before? Have you, you know, have you ever done the escape room like this before? No? Okay. We'll send them off over there. And then basically we just want to be part of their whole entire Vegas experience. And yeah. so I think that really separates us. Um, on top of that, we have like the best safety gear. So all of our gears have a safety rating on them. Some of the other places to kind of give you like a like a painter suit and like a mask or something mm-hmm. or something like glasses i don't know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but we really take your safety into account um, which is why we let kids 10 years old and older participate so it's it's really safe um even though it's kind of it looks really dangerous yeah um but i mean none of you guys got hurt right yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys we were talking a little bit before the podcast you guys haven't had any like serious injuries or anything like no, that no no not at all and a lot of it is a lot of people that come there, they're not here to get hurt, you know, so that's why it's great for team building because it kind of forces you to talk to you. You're like, okay, you go next. All right, wait, 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 hold <laughs> yeah. on, hold on. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's so close quarters, so communication is key. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and, and I don't know, there's something, there's a weird, uh, there's a weird, like, uh, I don't know, obsession with, like, breaking something into absolute pieces. Like, <laughs> I think you guys gave us, like, a printer. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we didn't stop until that thing was, like, completely destructive. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I think the biggest thing that separates you guys is, is, is how you started the podcast. You, I mean, this is purpose-driven. I mean, and I'm pretty sure other people are just like, hey, let's do that. Let's make some money, you know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And you guys are doing that out of passion and purpose. So. It, yeah, you know, that's, that's the biggest difference that, um, that this business has done, well, for me anyways. 
like you said, we were talking about um, being entrepreneurs, like from the very get go, right? Um, so, you know, a long time ago, I was like, yeah, entre- everyone should be an entrepreneur. But now I see how hard it is. I'm like, no, don't like. <laughs> it's no it's joke. It's not for everybody. You like sleeping um, at night? But I always lived my life like, oh, follow your passions and all this stuff, right? And so I would do that. And passions, you know, we got a little bit of money here and there. But they never, um, I guess there was no longevity to it, to, the, to my passions, right? Um, the difference with this one was the purpose. So I found uh, my purpose, and then we just, like, floored it. Mm. And so that was the biggest difference on, like, for me personally, was um, instead of following my passions, I found my purpose. And then all these other passions that I had, I still incorporate them, you know, into this. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting because that's how... Like, I don't know how to explain it, but everything comes full circle. Mm-hmm. So all these things that I was passionate about, like, I'm, st- I'm still using it now. It's just in a different way. And the purpose is just, it's bigger than myself. Yeah. And it's not about, like, money or, you know, like, getting cars and all this stuff. It's, it's bigger than that for me. And so it, I think that's a really big difference when you're, like, starting a business or if you have a business, um, you know. Absolutely. Don't do it for the money. Yeah, it, don't follow it, the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do things for the right reasons, the money will come. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, Millie, you got the next one? Yeah, uh, so you guys have been in business now for about a year, right? Right. So uh, what do you wish you had known a year ago, a year into this business, if you could go back? How crazy marketing really is and how much money it really costs to market, as in any market, just that. So when we started it, we had – our plan, right? We've had the Excel spreadsheet about this is going to cost this much, this is going to cost that. We're going to cover all our bases and we're going to be profitable in month one. Yeah, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> we did not have a budget for how much it costs to market ourselves to people because people won't do business with you if they don't even know you exist. Mm. People can't find you just out of the blue. You need right. to put your name out there, you need to put your image out there, and you have to put your reputation on the line with every single customer that you have. So you have to market yourself at the beginning like crazy. So you overhear social media, billboards. The moment your doors op- open, people just start spamming you with things. Phone calls, I can do this for you, I can do that for oh, you. Yeah. I want you to call me. People start showing up at your door, selling you mail. Everyone has the key to marketing, et cetera, et cetera. All those people, they just want your money. Right. They don't want to market for you, they just want your money. The only people that will really market for you is yourself. Find a team that has the same beliefs you have and just invest in them just as much as they invest in you. So a good marketing team will go ahead and put that extra mile out there. They'll do social media for you. They'll interact with your customers for you. They'll represent your brand just as much as you do. So finding the right, the right team that can market for you is kind of everything. So we had to put our name out there at the very beginning. Like, Sin City Smash, come and break stuff. It's like, what's that? That's, that sounds stupid. Like, it sounds horrible at the beginning, you right? We had to reinvent and We had re- to, we had to reinvent and just rebrand ourselves. Like, hey, if you come here and you just experience one time, I guarantee you, you'll feel amazing right afterwards. And that's where we started, right? We just wanted money back. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting butts in the door yeah we just yeah. got some people in the door we had them experience it and you know what they felt great afterwards mm-hmm. they felt amazing they were able to unleash everything they had locked in, locked away in them and they were able to just tell everybody about everybody about it so kind of along the way um 
one thing led to another. A lot of people started hearing about us from word of mouth. They started showing up that way. And then we really went to attack mode with our social media, started posting about who we are, trying to be as genuine as possible, not trying to put a facade that we're this, like, hey, we're just a small business and we want you to come try what we have. We started marketing ourselves like that. And you know what? Customers started showing up. People so so what do you feel like is the most effective marketing stream for your guys' business? The, the most effective marketing has got to be social media. Social media. Your Facebook, your Instagram. And the only reason that is is because you can interact with your customers. Do you guys feel like you use Facebook or Instagram more or both? Uh, so we're actually um, – I think we're uh, – so Instagram, where we have more followers on Instagram, so a lot of people interact with us more there. Uh, but Facebook is a lot easier for getting uh, people through the door the first time. Uh, and that that's because the way that the Facebook marketing um, and ads are set up, it's mm-hmm. just a lot easier to target you know, who you want to target. And so... Um, I think the Instagram's like our fun site where you know we'll add to our stories and all yeah. this cool stuff, mm-hmm. and people like follow us and they'll come back because of it. But Facebook is probably the the, the platform that gets people through the door for first. finding like new people. Yep. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome being able to interact with all your customers. Like when people leave comments, we leave comments back. <laughs> it's all like smiley faces, emojis, things like that. It adds a personal sense to your business versus like these big companies where you leave comments there's just tons of negative comments they don't comment on anything it's like hey that's your reputation being tarnished right there mm-hmm. you need to interact with everybody show how positive you are how much of the high road you'll take how much you really care about their experience and then from there people just kind of keep lining up it's like hey i was talking to somebody on social media and we had like a good time so i decided to show up and we kind of <laughs> made yeah. business that way right yeah. being able to touch every single customer social media it's it's like it's something that wasn't around 10 years ago where yeah. you can really interact with people. Like, billboards and stuff like that, it looks cool, but it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, that stuff doesn't work at all. It's hard to track. So, <laughs> it, when we first started, there was only, like, five raid rooms, like, around the world. Now there's, like, over 70. And wow. that was just that's, a year ago, right? That's really cool that you like, able to, like, break into, like, a like a new market like that or a new, like, type of business. It, it was definitely hard because... Um, there was nothing there for us to like copy or yeah. like try to like oh they do this let's no do that yeah. you know you get to yeah there was pioneer no your own uh, way yeah but that that that's the hard part of yeah. it right is trying to be original and what works what doesn't work a lot of trial and error um, and now we see like all these other rage rooms popping up and they're using like our gear they're using like our stuff and we're like all right whatever our yeah. terminology cool. yeah our terms yeah oh, we, we we trademarked a few things and they're like using it like. Alright, it's Just cool. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Vegas is really cool because it's it's like a small town, big city kind of thing. Uh, but we're definitely like small fish in this big like ocean, right? Right. Um, and that's the important part of like partnering up with other attractions is because we can you know kind of stick together and, and I like grow that from because that. it's like an abundance mindset too. Like the moment you start thinking like, oh, if paintballing you know if they go to paintballing that means they're not spending their money with us and then yeah. that's a, 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 a scarcity mindset yeah. mm-hmm. rising tide raises all boats yeah we can all win yeah you know? yeah so that's, so that's super cool yeah so we like that and then vegas is like just super supportive in general like when i first started so i went to business school right and and i just forgot everything <laughs> And then so, yeah, I, w- ditto, I went ditto. to, yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, I was just thinking about, you know, Sin City Smash before we opened, I was like, I, I remember them talking, like, you know, we talking about, 
like this free like workshop thing so i like googled it and then i was like oh there it is so it's a small business development center i think is what it's called so unlv runs that so if anyone's in vegas uh you're thinking about running uh opening up a business i highly recommend going to that um but it's like a like a three-hour workshop or something like that it's free and it's kind of like a like a quick crash course of business school like all over again so it was really cool, and then the best part of that is once you're done with the workshop, you can actually um, sign up to get a personal mentor. So I, I did that. I did a one-on-one with them. I showed them like my financials, all my plans, all this stuff. They kind of played like devil's advocate with me, and so from there, um, that was like really like the first uh, like support system that yeah. I had with like the Vegas community. And then after that, um, the Vegas hotels. So. Uh, we work with a lot of concierge around Las Vegas, and that's when, you know, that's, you know, if you're... That's got to be huge for you, too, then. Yeah, yeah. So those those guys are awesome. They're always, like, looking out for their, their clients. They're like, oh, you want to try something new? Try this, you know? So that's really cool. And I think Vegas is really the only place that has that type of community. And then it's also a place where everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So yeah. which is why it pays to play nice, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, for sure. I mean, not play nice to be fake, but just play nice... Yes. Because you're nice, you know. Yeah. yeah, don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scratch other people's back and they'll scratch yours. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when, you, when, you do, when you don't burn bridges, like, the reward is huge long term, mm-hmm. you know. I talked about that in the last episode where, yeah. like, it's, like, every walks of life, like CSN, you know, Papa John's delivering pizza, like, like every walks of every little walk of life, as long as you're not a piece of shit, sure. like, yeah. people like you and they'll do business and, with and you. Yeah, yeah, and you never know who you might need in the future and who you might run into that'll help you out in the future too. Oh, for sure. 100%. Did you guys ever think about quitting at any point? Like, what were the, like, were there obstacles and were you guys like, <laughs> like, like, like the first month, the first now. three months, <laughs> yeah. Like, at Denzel one point, did you look at her like, man? We almost didn't open uh, because the, the concept of breaking stuff in a building was just like so new that when we were looking for a place to like call Sin City Smash Home, mm-hmm. uh, I literally talked to like, and I kept count. It was like 205 property managers yeah. uh, that wouldn't rent to us yeah. at all. Because I can't imagine what like getting insurance for, the, for like a place like this was like too. Well, getting insurance was like the other <laughs> hurdle there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> hey there, insurance guy. <laughs> right. So yeah. So there were so many people that said no to us, and we were like, oh man, we can't even find a place to like do this like how are we how are we going to open a business we don't even have a, a spot for this right right because everyone's like no no like oh you're crazy no so we had to learn how to talk to them how to present what we're doing without being like lying like oh we're going to break stuff in your place you know what <laughs> I mean like there's so yeah. many it's yeah. always best to be upfront about stuff like that too, yeah, right? yeah and then even even with this uh, once we got our, our spot we were like you know, this is okay. You know, it's not what we wanted, but it's all right. And then yeah. we had all these stipulations, like we had to soundproof the rooms and all this stuff. And we're like, okay, how do we do that? And how do we do this? And all this crazy stuff. But in the end, it kind of worked out because the soundproofing uh, definitely differentiated us from all the other rage rooms. Um, it, it made us a lot safer. A lot and then, safer. Yeah. Because people can actually damage their hearing at 85 80, decibels. Yeah, 85 decibels. 85 decibels. Um, and then the plate smashing on the floor is already at 75. So wow. just imagine that happening over and over again. Like you could lose, you know, part of your hearing. So that's something that we didn't even account for in the very beginning. But uh, just finding the place, we were just like, 
how are we going to do this? And then the insurance, and then we found a place, and we're like, okay, this is what they want for insurance. And we're like, Nick, <laughs> I need your assistance. This is what they want. I need help. And then he was like, but he came through, though, because he set us up with um, Ceci. Okay. Yeah, and she helped us out so much, and so we're actually still with her. She's still our agent. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Good. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I was like, I'll, I'll say it's like you're not in good hands. You gonna fuck? You gonna break our hands? Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that was definitely hard. Even once we got up and running and just trying to figure things out, there's always moments where you're like, "All right, how do we how do we make this a thing? Like, do we just waste all our fucking money on this? Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And then it's just like you have those uh, days where you have no customers, or those weeks with no customers, and that, those are your darkest times, right? Right. That's when your mind starts to play and like, hey. Did you make the right choice? Yeah. yeah. Like right, no and right when you start having those thoughts, the, the next day is when something else pops up or yep. a new opportunity yeah. pops up. And, and it was hard on, on our relationship, too. So uh, we're actually married now. But at the yeah, time, talk, we were just dating. Talk and about that. Talk about yeah. being being together in business. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> marriage is way easier than running a business together. Marriage is way easier. Because um, we, we've never, <laughs> like, being... We were that, together, like, for That's five relieving years. to me as I just got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, being in a relationship is easy compared to running a business. Like, there's just so many things that pop up where it's, you know, because you have to be transparent with each other and, you know, work together as a team all the time just to make sure that, you know, your business stays afloat and you're going the right direction. And sometimes he'll have... Um, and a direction that he wants to go, but I want to go a different way. So that's like another thing that'll um, put tension on, you know, the relationship. And so uh, even now we're still like uh, working to be better with each other and like understand each other a lot better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, writing a business and being married is <laughs> completely it's different things. Oh, yeah, sure. very com- yeah, completely. Because she'll be like, "Yo, we should do this." It's very innovative, and I see the dollar signs in our bank account is like. <laughs> Innovation is looking really expensive right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you you've got to be like the like the nerd, the one that that knows the numbers, you know, but back of your hand, and and you're the, the maybe the, the free spirit visionary. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we uh, definitely play on our strengths. So yeah. he's definitely more of the numbers guy. So it's funny because we actually met in finance class, and yeah. he was way better than me though. Yeah, I got an A. She got a B. Hey, A. Pass B. It's good. Yeah. B's good degrees. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he's definitely more numbers and, um, I guess, more the logical side. And then I'll do, like, this wild stuff, like, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Yeah. And he'd be like, I don't know. Even uh, even my dad. My dad helped us out so much. Like, he still does. Um, like, from building things for us, like, all of our like all of our weapons. I'll be like, Dad, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And he'll design something. And he's <laughs> nice. so super cool. But super it's cool. funny because now him and my dad are both, like, and when I say something, they'll just be like, Man, it's crazy, but we'll just go with it because it works all the time. So. We, we, we develop just blind fate into what Anna has ideas for. So before we used to doubt everything, like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And then she implements it, and it works literally 100% of the time. So now it's just blind fate. So whatever she wants to do, it's like, okay, you just got to trust your partner. And I think we developed that kind of just being in business together. Right. Where before I might have doubts, she might have doubts. But as you struggle through the hard times, you kind of just believe in each other. Mm-hmm. So when she wants to do something crazy, like, hey, I want to develop this crazy thing inside the room, you just got to be like, be supportive. Be a hun- Like, don't be condescending. Mm-hmm. Just be supportive. Be 100% there. Because if you're supporting your partner 100%, 
her confidence or his confidence, depending whatever it is, just goes through the roof where their own belief is going to make sure this comes out. Yeah. It's going to make sure 100% of it's there. It sounds like, like running this together has kind of like improved your guys' relationship more than anything else. It has. I think it's definitely strengthened it, yeah. Because, um, I mean, like we, like going through what we've gone through now in business, um, I think uh, we're a lot stronger now as a, as a couple, just in general. Uh, because if we were to go through this and, I don't know. I don't, I don't even <laughs> <know>. <laughs> It would just be different. It would be different, and uh, there's times that we would probably, like, even a smaller thing would probably just broke us up, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um, just being in business and uh, going through it together and yeah, because understanding. Because you've done this really hard thing together. Yeah, exactly. So just understanding each other better and going through it is just, um, I don't know, it's just better. Yeah, because entrepreneurship in general is just very difficult on yourself emotionally and just mentally so you need someone there to support you because if you're in a relationship and one person's all about entrepreneurship and the other person's not there's just some real internal conflict there so if you can get the other person on board where they just have faith and trust into you because when you're putting in those long hours you're coming in late you're waking up early you're barely visible because you have like so much work to do you need a partner there just really to support you and as an entrepreneur you just need that person there to really support your passion because it's easy to lose yourself on this journey. It's easy to fall into dark places, get all wrapped up in your thoughts, seeing no one coming through the door. It leads you to a really dark place. So to have that support center there, it'll, it'll take you to leaps and bounds. Yeah, cool. Kind of good transition to the next question. Yeah, so uh, is there any other advice you would give to, to entrepreneurs first that wanted to start out their own business? I'd say just do it. <laughs> do it soon, too. Yeah. Don't wait. There's never there's no, a perfect yeah, time. There's no perfect time. And then also, uh, don't be afraid to share share your ideas. Um, this happens all the time, and I used to be guilty of it. Like, you'd see something on YouTube or Facebook, and be like, oh, that was my idea. Right. And we see it now when we run our ads. People will comment, oh, like, oh, they stole your idea, or oh, that was my idea like oh, 10 years ago or whatever. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, well, just do it then. Like, but, um, it's got to feel pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's, it's cool at the same time, but at the same, yeah, it's like, hey, well, just go do it. Um, but yeah, the, I before I was a little scared of like sharing because like I didn't want people stealing my ideas or whatever. But you know what? The moment that I started sharing it, that's when I started getting all these people that wanted to help. Yeah. Like people that I didn't even expect that could help or wanted to help, they were just like all in. They're like, what? Yeah, let's do it. Or, you know, obviously there's people that have doubted us a lot. It's like, yeah. but... But the but just You're sharing. You're gonna create a business where you break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, right? if we did that, you guys could do anything, right? Like yeah. we created a business where people literally pay us to break stuff. So, I mean, whatever you have going, I mean, it's probably a little less crazy than this. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. And sometimes they even pay you to break their own stuff that they bring in. To yeah, break. yeah, they, yeah. The people bring in their own stuff too. <laughs> but yeah, just just do it, uh, and then just don't be afraid to share your ideas with. You know, your friends, family members, um, things like that. And there's no perfect time. Just There's never a perfect yeah. time. Just do it right now. Because when you do it and those months have passed by and you see how successful you're doing, you're going to wish you started sooner. Yeah. 
so just do it as early as possible i know it's scary i know it's risky i know you're trying to get everything in order but if you kind of just jump into it you'll adapt you'll grow you'll be right in front of it and you'll come out shining on the other side so just jump into it as soon as possible believe in yourself get the right team and just go for it right away yeah, you'll figure things out as you go. You'll figure right. things out. Yeah, if it doesn't work out, like, yeah. you're back from square one, you know, back to doing the shit that you hate in the first place. So, yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario. Actually, you know, yeah. Yeah, at least you shot your shot. If it, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, it just means there's something else that's meant for you. But whatever exactly. you learned, you learn. yeah. yeah, whatever you yeah. learn in that that situation, you're going to use later on. Because there's so many things that I've learned in my past jobs and experiences right. that I use now. Yeah. That's like, what? I'm using this? Crazy? Yeah. Like <laughs> and, and regret's way worse. <laughs> regret's yeah, way yeah, worse. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I love that. 100%. You guys plan, I know this is obviously Sin City Smash. You guys going to maybe franchise this or go to like San Diego Smash? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is you guys going to, what, what's, um, you got to plan on branching out to any other cities or anything like that? Yeah, so originally we, wa we were um, going to, you know, use the monkey logo still, or the gorilla logo, I'm sorry, the gorilla logo, and then branch out to different places like, you know, California Smash, Texas Smash, you know, whatever. But um, a lot of our customers, uh, we found out that since they don't even know that Sin City is, like, synonymous with Las Vegas. So... <laughs> They were like, oh, why is it called Sin City Smash? I was like, well, because Las Vegas is also known as Sin City. And they're like, what? I thought it's so, so you don't commit sins or something. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess that works too. <laughs> so um, we're actually, uh, if we do go out to different um, cities, I think we are just going to keep the name. Um, cool. Yeah. And then nice. uh, right now we do have a mentorship program um, that's on our site. So if people want to you know, start their own rage rooms in their own cities or countries or wherever, um, we're there to help you guys. We want to support you guys. Um, we're big on entrepreneurship. So if there's someone that shows us that, they, you know, they're willing to put the work in and this is, like, what their dream is, then we're there to help. That's um, super awesome. Yeah. So so before we were, you like, guys, they're, they're, they're willing to help you if you want to start a business just like this. Yeah. Is there yeah. any fee or anything? Or now you're just going to do it? So uh, we're just – so in the beginning, we just uh, – we kind of just need to know what where you're at and um, – like as far as a process and what you need assistance with. And then we can guide you. We'll, we're happy to guide you for free. And then if you need like specific things like, oh, where can yeah, I get this thing? We're gonna, then we'll help. We'll, you learn know, from, learn from your mistakes yeah. versus making very expensive costing mistakes on your own. Yeah, and we actually um, help. Like one of the coolest things is being uh, one of the first uh, rage rooms to pop up is that we get to help shape the, the environment and the industry that we're in. So instead of creating like this hostile environment where we try to tear each other down, like, oh, I'm better than you and all this stuff, we want to help each other out. And so we've already started that community. There's like 70 members already in it like, in the past year, which is like pretty cool. Yeah. So it's growing pretty fast and there's people like trying to join every single day. Um, but yeah, we really want to just um, make a good name for Rage Rooms uh, because the industry is still so young. And so we want to make sure that everyone goes the right path. Um, you know, your safety is like your number one on there. And just kind of help. Well, okay, so the bigger picture, we're also trying to save the environment. So a lot of people don't know this, but we actually do a lot of uh, recycling in-house. So all the stuff that you guys break, we try our best to recycle it. And so the more stuff you guys break, the more stuff you guys break down, it becomes raw material. And then for us, we send that off to different places. And so it's kind of a cool way to tackle like one of the biggest um, problems that we have in, uh, that corporations have, which is e-waste. 
Like, they don't know what to do with it. Like, even, like, Goodwill, thrift stores, things like that. Like, they need to make room for their new stuff, their things that are coming. So what ends up happening, they just throw it away. And so instead of throwing it away, you can create partnerships with them where, you know, they'll, we'll, they'll bring it to us or we'll pick it up from them, you know, whichever. And then people smash it up. So when they're smashing it up, they're having a good time. Um, you know, they're releasing stress, you know, endorphins, all that good stuff. And then uh, once it's smashed up, we recycle and kind of like save the planet in our own little way. So the more rooms <laughs> there are, like, uh, the better cool. it is, actually. Yeah. I don't know why, like, the Circle of Life song just kept popping in my head. <laughs> I'm telling that. Like, it was, like, that the background really music playing, <laughs> Cirque. Like, Could I you play of, that? Like, like, yeah, that is, yeah. 100%. I we'll have Rafiki in that bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. No, I love it. That's another purpose-driven, you know, yeah. another more purpose behind your vision. That's, that's why you guys are going to win. That's why you guys are going to shit on your competition. Um, or you already are shitting Ooh. on your competition. <laughs> <laughs> God just rolled his eye. <laughs> what are you guys most proud of? I'd say just being able to take part in shaping the industry. Like I said, it's it's a very young industry still. Um, there's still a lot of room to to improve it. And so just really being part of that and helping other entrepreneurs get, you know, get their foot in the door and kind of get on the right path, not make mistakes like, well, everyone's going to make mistakes, but not make the same mistakes that we did, like let, allow them to learn from what we've done in the past. And so I think that's, I'm really proud of that, just being able to basically start a whole new industry. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty like rewarding. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really like cool. Pioneers, some, some of the pioneers. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's a cool experience for sure. Ooh. Lots of eyes, though. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good thing. And then uh, for me, it's uh, how much the team has grown. So when we first started, uh, we're both introvert as hell. So we didn't want to talk to nobody. We didn't want to make any presentations. We just wanted from a distance, like this is our business. Just come see us. And then from there, we evolved into doing presentations in front of groups of like thirty to forty people handing out flyers, having conversations with people on the street, being as extrovert as we can. So I'm still an introvert, but you just got to do what yeah. you got to do. So. Sometimes you got to go out of your yeah. comfort zone. You've you got to get out of your comfort zone. So what we do now is, like, we go all to all these different conferences, all these different shows. We talk to anybody that's willing to listen to us. We give out flyers. We give out business cards. We talk to everybody. We do the exact opposite of what our comfort zone is. And we're hiring employees, which is something I never thought we'd be able to do. Like, just hiring, like, your first, like, really good employee that you, you just hired from the street. Like, you don't know who this person is. You, know, you did a background check on them, whatever. Like, but, um, like, managing and training is a whole other beast that I'm still, like, trying to learn. But yeah. um, it's really cool having being able to do that and um, support them in a different way, too. And it's awesome because when you first start your business, you want to do everything on your own. You want to do all your own marketing. You want to talk to every single customer. You want to sweep. You want to clean. You want to be like, yo, I'm yeah. just super person. I could do 100% everything. Yeah. You're the CEO and the janitor. CEO, exactly. <laughs> and then when we hired our first employee, we were like, man, we should have did this long time ago. Oh, yeah. We should have hired a team long time ago because being able to mentor other people, show them the ropes, show them evolve, show them step see how they step out of their own comfort zone and just be part of the team is extremely rewarding because employees 
honestly they lift up your spirits like you wouldn't believe like when they go out there and they put their all out there like you feel fantastic afterwards to see other people win like personally and they're getting paid for it too which is always good too but <laughs> on a personal level like they went from just being shy person to being in this crazy industry and then talking to people briefing people explaining how smashing stuff makes you feel fantastic <laughs> and then coming out of their comfort zone they're evolving and they went from shy little person to excellent customer service mm -hmm. in a span of a few weeks so that that's an awesome feeling so sh seeing the team evolve is definitely one of the best things that i think ever happened to me <laughs> and us <laughs> that's super cool i like that and and you know the better that they are you know the more frees you guys up to focus on what you guys do best yeah. right so. that's a big thing for sure yeah it's well, roi right because anna if you give anna 12 hours by herself she's gonna rank in like three to four thousand dollars in a couple of hours you should see this woman work <laughs> 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 that's awesome man uh biggest regrets any any regret if any i don't think i have any oh, okay regrets. i mean you said um not uh, wish you hired sooner yeah Which your, uh, biggest mistake how about that <laughs> mistake huh okay that's a hard one yeah I, I mean we've made lots of mistakes along the way like but i don't think there's anything that's really set us back back and if it did set us back it was like a more of a learning experience where it could have been on a whole different scale you know and um yeah, but all all the like any of the failures or things like that it's, or mistakes is more just like learn from it and keep going. Like there's no reason to dwell on it really, right. which is why I'm having a really hard time like trying yeah. to think of one. That <laughs> yeah, because when you look back on it, you realize most most mistakes or most things that you stress about are mo it's more like a speed bump yeah, than anything else yeah. than it is like a complete like development. Right. Right? When you're staring at it, it's like this huge like. 20 yeah. foot wave, and then afterwards you're like, oh, what was that? Like little subtle thing over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just move forward. Like, what's next for both of you guys? You know, um, both you know individually, and then and then for Sin City Smash. So I mean, I think this interview, you guys are <laughs> awesome people. So this interview is just beyond you know Sin City Smash. I mean, but yeah. what you know, what what's your guys' vision? So right now we're actually in like in a interesting dilemma, and maybe your listeners can chime in. Uh, but we're at this uh, stage where we've outgrown our current facility. And so we got the opportunity to either like go big and, you know, increase all of our opportunities by tenfold. But at the same time, we also increase our risk. Or, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> one, that's, the, that's one of the paths. And then the other path is do we stay here, stay the course, keep doing what we're doing, being good at it. Um, you know, still having opportunity, obviously not as much because of the limited uh, resources that we have currently here. Mm -hmm. So those are our two kind of dilemmas right now yeah. of where and Sin City Smash is going to go. And Nick, when she explained that problem to us earlier, what did you say? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Get uncomfortable. Go big. You know, add zeros to them goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going, I mean, just all constantly getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Just... If, if, if uh, what, what is it? If you're nervous about it, do it. You know, okay. I think well, yeah. Angelo That's said fair. that. Yeah. It's like, if it doesn't feel, if, like, not that it doesn't feel right. If but it, it's, it, that, that thing where if your goals aren't scary enough, then they're not big enough. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be cool if you guys got that building. Like a giant gorilla, like a car dealership, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tour of the strip could see right. it. Like, it might cost like 10 grand a month just to operate that thing, but no, nah, I'm just kidding. It might not be a good investment. Yeah, not 10 grand a month. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 our uh, new loan. But definitely, we're uh, I think we're on a good path where we are right now. For and we're sure. just gonna keep going at 100 miles per hour. You know, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we'll slow down once in a while, smell yeah. the roses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anything else? Um, you guys want to shout out your? Yeah. Well, where where can we guys find you guys on? Uh, or where can people find you on social media? Yep. Um, where are we at right now? <laughs> oh yeah. So we're at Sin City Smash right now. Our address is 2907 Mead Avenue. Uh, we're right behind the Palace Station on Rancho, and uh, you can find us on social media: Facebook backslash Sin City Smash or Instagram at Sin City Smash. Um, SinCitySmash dot com. Yeah, Sin City Smash everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, letting us come here and uh, interview you guys in this awesome facility. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, and. Nick, you got anything else to leave? To no, I think that's it. Get over here and come smash it yeah. up. You guys, you guys won't regret it. You know, it, it just take your family, take your team, take your kids, take your wife. Mention, <laughs> yeah, mention barbells and briefcase, and we'll get you guys a ultimate weapons upgrade well, for nice. free. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. We out. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. If you want to check out more of our episodes, our podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can find Barbells and Briefcases apparel at barbellsbriefcases.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Barbells and Briefcases. Uh, If you like the podcast, please leave us a review, leave us a comment, tell us what you think. Also, we have more podcasts uh, in line scheduled, so please stay tuned. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you, thank you, thank you.